beautiful people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of a little something to whine about with your host Siobhan Camille and Ta'e Michelle where we whine w-i-n-e about life love relationships and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little um this is not an in color we have turned the cameras off this, <laughs> this go around we kicked the guys out they had a great october now we, we heading we november they done they're done for right now they'll be back but they gone for this one um, oh, and we goodness. are talking pretty privileged, so we don't need no fellas here. We did the let's talk about sexy with them. This one is we talking about pretty privilege. Um, I'll get into why we even chose this topic, but that's what we have in, on the docket for today. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white, or rose and join us on the couch. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not on the couch. I am in a chair sitting upright because I have a lot, a lot, a lot to say about this here topic to the point where hopefully my rants do not offend anyone. But please know I'm giving you this warning now that this is from my personal experience, my train of thought. If you don't like it, okay, you have your opinion. I have mine. We will respectfully agree to disagree and you can move on. Don't at me because I don't care. I just figured I'd put that disclaimer out there right now. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us again. It's been, as you know, another full seven days. So before we get into this hot topic, which we are a little bit late, according to the, uh, the curve of society in reference to addressing this topic, but better late than never, because even though this isn't the hot thing right now, this is still something that's very, very, very relevant. Um, to what is what we see on a day-to-day basis uh for those who know we did an episode on raising up your daughters uh and this is kind of a piggyback on off of that in certain ways so if you haven't listened to that episode be sure you you can listen to that episode on where all of your podcast listening and streaming sites um or go to youtube a little something to whine about put it in the search bar subscribe so you get those notifications with every time we uh, upload some new content um but before we start to whine moan groan complain about this topic excuse me express ourselves about this topic please Siobhan tell us what you're whining on today so this is a hodgepodge guys I made a wine cocktail and let me explain <laughs> So this is a wine cocktail this week because (laughs) I had wine left over and I didn't feel like going to the store. So we're here. So it is a mix of Prosecco, uh, Bordeaux, and a Pinot Noir for the color. Because I really don't, y'all know I don't like, I don't, I don't. But I did want some color. So it actually has a nice little rosé color, a little bit of a dark mm rosé. So I clearly am popping all types of grapes off, all types of vines (laughs) that are nowhere related. So we will see what this concoction is. And if I can recommend it to y'all or just tell y'all, don't, don't do this. Um, (laughs) But we're here now. So, hey, (laughs) this is happening. This is Um, happening. So what I have done is I have decided 
to give our good old homie Snoop Doggy Dog another try. Um, oh. Hit with his 19 Crimes Cali Rose. Mm. Um, yeah. I decided to take a chance. Um, and that's 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 what this is. Um, because I feel like this this topic is going to be a little sweet, but it's also I got I might have to get a little thuggish with it. Okay. Um, so you know, tapping in to my <laughs> sweet thug. <laughs> my sweet thug. Um, so that's what I decided to do today. So, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to say gentlemen as well, because to me, pretty privilege does not only include ladies. It has a large part to do with the gentlemen. Gentlemen experience pretty privilege as well, in my opinion. That's where you get the pretty boy, the light skin, da 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 this, this, that, the other. So, they experience it as well, so I won't leave you guys out. Um, so, jumping right into this. When you first, when I first heard of pretty privilege, um, I'm not simple. I, I knew what what it what was meant by it, but I didn't know it was a big thing. So um, until my sister brought the topic up, and I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a nice topic to talk about. Cool. Little did I know, as we do research on our topics, a lot of times I did a little bit of research, and I was flooded. My algorithms was like, you want pretty privilege? Boom. Here you go. I was like, oh, okay. And what I saw for the most part was a lot of people commenting on this one specific um, YouTuber's video. And in this video, she was expressing her thoughts and um, her experiences with not a Roman with not having a pretty privilege. So um before we get started, let's let's define define what pretty privilege is. Pretty privilege is a person who gets more opportunities or or becomes more successful because of how attractive or quote unquote pretty they are i.e ig models uh some of your um youtube influencers, sugar babies mm. those people um when you think of pretty privilege oh jesus this is a mouthful here um, watching this young lady's video, I definitely understand where she was coming from. And I do appreciate how brave she was and, you know, sharing her experiences and being that transparent and showing that uh, vulnerability in that video, because that was very vulnerable. I could see it and you could kind of hear the hurt um, that she was expressing in the video. And because I don't want to put this young lady down, I'm going to just say to her, she needs to go and address her hurt. She needs to seek counseling for her hurt. I do understand everybody's uh, story, everybody's walk, everybody's testimony is not the same, um, but she has some true healing to do. 
period. And I say that because I also took the time to watch a few of her other videos. And to me, and I'm not a doctor, but this is, if this, I'm looking at this as if this was my sister or my daughter or a close friend of mine. And I saw them expressing a lot of the things and testifying to what their walk has been to the extent that she has, not just in pretty privilege, but in a lot of her other content, you can clearly see that there is a history of a word I don't like to use, trauma. And that trauma has created a mindset that has become very toxic. And you can see, you can hear that in her deliverance of her testimony. Now, Hopefully there is some light on the other side of that, but just looking at the dates of when a lot of this stuff is posted, it hasn't happened yet. Um, so to her, I would say, baby girl, go do some healing, do some self-work and, and, and get yourself all the way together. Um, I'm not saying forget where you came from. I'm not saying forget your experiences, but the dwelling on them shows that you are healed from them. So just, I would say better help. It's, it's that. Mm. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be funny. This is just what I would literally tell my daughter. Come on, we, we, we going to go talk to somebody see if we can help you process this and look at your life differently because she, to me, has a very, very Debbie Downer spirit about her deliverance and her testimony. And that's just my opinion. Um, but anyway, since she decided to bring us this topic, babies, fellow whiners, if you are listening to this, yes, we know pretty privilege exists. Well, let's not dwell on it, period. We have gotten to the point where everything is so offensive, everything is so toxic, everything is, oh my God, it just hurts so bad. Oh, whoa, it's me, baby. Toughen up your skin, go seek help. And for lack of better words, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Get over it, move on, succeed, get your life. Get your bag, whatever it is you need to motivate yourself, but I need you to motivate yourself and move on. Let me tell you something that my mama told me growing up. Everybody's not going to like you. You are not going to be attractive to everybody. Get it through your head, move on, so you might not get the same privileges as someone else. So what? Why are you dwelling on someone else's blessings? You have your own to be grateful and focused on. So let's get focused and be grateful for those. And that's how I feel. Focusing on pretty privilege, for to me, you are promoting and perpetuating self-hate, competition, colorism. It's so much stuff. You're giving it to pressures, societal standards, baby, we already know if you take all of that on every day of your life and make that a focus, you are in a very, very toxic state of mind. 
So let's 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 move out of it. Parent, let's move out of it. Let's not focus on it under with the understanding. You're not going to be pretty to everyone. You're not going to get the same privileges as everybody that's that's quote unquote societal pretty. Is it fair? No. Is it life? Yes. I have been on both sides of that. So this is not someone who's speaking from, oh, she must be a pretty girl. <laughs> I think I'm cute. I know it's some days where I look downright funny looking. And I will tell myself that because I'm honest with myself. However, me sitting here dwelling on what someone else is getting because they're prettier, according to society, than I am, girl, you're going to die miserable, or boy, or man, or whatever you want to identify yourself as. You're going to die miserably. You're going to live miserably. Period. And that's how I feel. Don't at me. I said what I said, and I'm not taking it back. Siobhan? All right. So fellow whiners, a uh, little background on this topic is <clears throat> I brought this topic to the table. And here's here's part of why. Because I think a lot of times y'all hear us talking and we we had this conversation a little bit before we started <laughs> recording. And we are usually Martin and Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Like we usually want to get to the same goal, but our ways to get there may be a little different. But this one here. I already knew we were going to be Genghis and Gandhi, y'all. Genghis <laughs> and Gandhi. One want to go to war, the other's peace, people. Peace be with you. Peace and blessings. And here's why. Because I, so the video that she's talking about, and I'm not, I'm not going to harp on that video because it, I saw it. It was a catalyst that made me go, huh, true. But to me, it's all a bigger, it's a bigger conversation. There's a lot bigger parts to it. But I brought it to the table because we don't agree on this. We're not going to, I already knew that coming in the door. But to show y'all that you can disagree with somebody and that person be mm -hmm. your friend, be your sister, be your cousin, be your whomever. And y'all can agree to disagree. And I think that I'm doing this. I did. I selected this topic or suggested this topic to show because we're not going to get we're not going to agree at the end. I can tell you right now, we are not. But it's important, I think, for our whiners, especially our younger whiners, if you are listening to this, to understand that you don't have to agree with everybody. And with yes. everybody on on the social media kick of you don't hear me, you don't hear and everybody yelling and screaming to try to get somebody on the same page. We all, as she said, we all come from different walks of life. We all have different experiences. You're not going to agree with everybody, but at least hear and be able to articulate your side, whether somebody agrees with you or they don't. Um, so that's a little background from my side. Now, let me let me say this. I've never been on both sides. I've only been on one side of pretty privilege. And it is the detriment of ugly is the side that I was on. It is the other side of pretty privilege. And I'm going to say this. I have come out the other side. And when I say that, I will agree that you have to keep going in your life. You cannot let that deter you you cannot let that be the only thing that you focus on in your life i mean even i'm an able-bodied person there are people in wheelchair there are people with, with autism there are people with you know scoliosis and serious like illnesses diseases and all this stuff who still go through their day-to-day -day life and so being pretty or not 
on the level of, of what's important in life is not that great. But however, let me let me let me say this though. I will say from the three points that Michelle brought up: self-hate, competition, and colorism. Let me let me say this on those. Number one, what's the easiest? Let, let me do colorism, because that's actually the easiest. I know pretty dark-skinned people. So, and I know that in, in theory, it's always pretty as light and closest to European and pretty as white. And we, we know why that comes. I'm not, we don't need to get into all of that. But I will say that three of the prettiest people I, I know in this world, one being my mother, are chocolate, dark, deep-skinned women, okay? So- Amen. So I'm not like, so as far as pretty privilege promoting colorism or pushing colorism, mm, no, because I've known very pretty. There are models, Naomi Campbell, who are very, very pretty, who are dark. Uh, everybody's all over Lapita Nyong'o at the moment. So for colorism, I'm just going to say not necessarily. Like, I don't think it promotes colorism or defends colorism or really has anything to do with colorism because, yeah, that to me gets more into the general society beauty standards, which tend to lean Euro, but that's not really what pretty privilege is about. Not solely correct. And so that's, that's number one on the colorism side. Cause that's, that's a one for another time, but I, I don't feel like that, that does that Two competition. Here's the thing about competition. Competition lives and breathes every day. Like you just going to find competition or regardless you up for a job guess what you're competing you will never know who you're competing against unless because you're not in that hr department whether you're competing for romantic affection you are always in competition like that's just like if you are an athlete of any sort you're in competition it's literally built around that competition can be healthy if done right and done properly and everybody is find some type of maturity in it um you know, kids in football, basketball, all of these things, cheerleading competitions. Again, competition is just a general part of life. So I don't even think pretty privilege necessarily fuels, fuels that competition. I don't think as someone who's been on, on the side that the, the young lady on the video was, which basically is like the ugly side, I'm going to speak for me and know that there are others out there that didn't fuel competition. Competition you're going to have anyway. I'm not, let's say, let's say this. When it comes to romantic endeavors, because let's, let's be honest, this is what a lot of this is about. Not, so, not solely, and I'm going to get there. But you're always in competition. Quite frankly, you can have two pretty girls and they still be in competition. Like that's, that's not, you know, you can have two, a guy who's a, a boo or in the busty women and, there are more than two busty women in the world. There's more than one busty woman in the world. There are more than two busty women in the world. There's going to be competition. If you're, in, if you're a woman and you like fit guys, there's not only one fit man in the world that he has no competition. He's got competition. So I don't necessarily think it's that. Now, the self-hate. Here's, here's what I will say about that. I think that the term self-hate is used too much, first of all. I think anytime you do something nowadays, it, it's self-hate. But let, let, me, let me say this. 
acknowledging where you stand in life or how people view you is not necessary. And, and, and being very much aware of that and acknowledging that is not self-hate. I also find it very interesting that this term of self-hate largely comes up around when you really only when you're talking about beauty standards or prettiness anyway. And here's why I say that. I'm short, okay? If I go out here and I'm like, yo, I'm short. I'm short. I am short. I am five foot three, y'all. I'm short. Is that me hating on myself? No. Nobody's going to be like, oh, man, you shouldn't talk about your height. Man, you shouldn't talk about, put yourself down like that. You shouldn't hate on yourself. I'm short. If I were to say, and this is the old me because I'm not really anymore. Oh, I'm skinny. I'm really, really skinny. And especially in the black community, being skinny ain't always, it's not always the best thing. Because again, talking about social standards and what's considered beautiful in, in black community, African-based communities, whatever, it's curves, curves, all about the curves, all about the curves. So if I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm skinny. That's just the fact of statement. I mean, it's not now, but it was. That's just a fact of statement. But the minute I go, yo, I'm ugly. Oh my God, sit, no, honey, don't hate on yourself. That's such hate, don't self-hate. I find it funny that that's where things go. It's only hate when it's considered a negative. And I say that because, again, if I were to go, yo, I'm skinny. Oh, okay. If I were to go, oh, I'm fat. Oh, no, hate on yourself. Even, I mean, it's, I know I know people who are fat who will tell you I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm not going to tell you that you're self-hating. If you know that that's how you feel or if you know that that's what you consider yourself or in the place in the place of pretty privilege, if you know that's how society views you. And I say this as someone who lived that. If and I let me let me say this as as another thing of what I what I've learned in my journey of life is a lot of it. Personal experience has been about control. And here's why I say that. I was called and again, it's in the bully episode, so I'm not going oh, I'm not going deep, deep. But second grade to eighth grade, I was called ugly every day. Right. Cool. Beans. Fine. Whatever. I will never forget seventh grade because there was one day that I was walking and somebody said something to me and I said something about, I mean, well, I'm ugly, so it doesn't matter. And this girl was like, oh, you shouldn't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down like that. Now here, ladies and gentlemen, fellow whiners, is the irony of that encounter. This girl who is now telling me, oh no, don't put yourself down, don't put yourself down, was, there were like top three, top three girls who constantly told me that I was ugly every day. She was probably number three or number two. In that moment, I was like, yo, it's just about, it's about control. Like the same people who tell you that, and I'm not, people will tell you that you're ugly repeatedly every day for years, years, and then turn around and go, oh no, don't say that about yourself though. And my mind, me, my 12 year old self, and even still to this day, I'm like, because it's about control. If you own it, I can't hit you with it. If you go, y'all, I'm ugly. I, if that's how that's how y'all see me in this school, in this school, in this community, in the city, in the state, wherever you happen to be at that moment. If and for me, it was the school. In this school, I am the ugly girl. But the minute I go, oh, okay, I'm the ugly girl. Oh no, no, don't, don't do, no, no, no. Because if I go, oh, I'm cute today, and I say that because I, me being me, I've always done social, I've always done social experiments because I'm always curious about how people react. And I remember I came in, I had a dress on one day, and I don't even think I thought it was all that. I really didn't. It was like a basic dress, but I wanted, a, I wanted to test something. And so I went in, and I had, I think I had my hair done a little bit more. I like actually took some time. And it was, 
I felt cute and I was like, I'm cute or whatever. Um, I walked around with a little more confidence. Usually I just walk around like I got stuff to do, like I'm busy. So I walked mm-hmm. around with a little more confidence in this. And the same girl who had literally maybe two weeks before told me, oh, don't call yourself ugly. What do you think she said? Oh, you think you cute? You ain't cute. You still ugly, even though the dress nice. This is what I'm saying. So to me, it's a matter of just because I go, look, I'm ugly, AKA society has deemed me ugly. I'm not cute. Does not mean that I hate myself. And that is a trigger for me when people say that because that was what I got a lot in middle school was, oh, you don't have any self-esteem, da, da, da. I'm good, y'all, I'm good. Because as I've said before, my worth is not dictated nor determined by my physicality. I'm smart as hell. I'm a good person. I do for other people. If you think I'm ugly, then you think I'm ugly, cool beans. But me being like, yo, I was the ugly friend. That's not me being self-hateful saying that. It's, the, it's a truth. It's a fact. It's not a fact. See, and this is the problem. It's not a fact because you weren't the ugly friend. And no, no, no. The fact is that was someone else's opinion. You cannot take someone else's opinion and turn it into a fact. You can't do that. So it wasn't a fact. It's not. It's still an opinion. It's an opinion of that specific person. Whether it's true or not is a lie or or, or, or is up to uh, whatever, their determination. But that's not a fact. But that's what the truth is. That's what a fact, a fact is truth. A fact is true. A fact is truth, yes. But your opinion is not a fact. So this is what I will say. Everybody and everybody has a thing out that says the truth, the truth is from your side if you will. That's me paraphrasing. Because what your truth is, is what you live. So what your truth is, is also what you see. If you go, for example, let's do this. God, right? People can't prove God. But if you believe God is this, that's your truth. That's your fact. That belief is your fact. You have you have adjusted, you have believed in that fact. That is a fact that you get out of your belief. That is a fact you get out of your belief. Okay, but that's not what this conversation is. That's not what this conversation is because we can go into, but no, because we can go into atheism and all that. That's not what this is about. I'm not, I'm not diverting. I'm not diverting. This I'm not saying is that's about belief. But if you're going to use that example, then you 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 can't then that's a poor example to use. You got to find another example. You cannot use that example. Everybody doesn't believe in God. So yes, I can. I, I understand that, but you can't use that example because God is you it's proof that God is here. It's proof. So we're not even going to tell like you said. That's a whole another thing. But again, what you said is operative words. Your truth. People and that is what's wrong with this generation and the one of under us now. Oh, speak your truth. It's not your truth. Speak the truth. That's what it is. Anytime you start putting your truth or you start using words to, to secure that or, or waver that or turn that or make it so that it fits what you're saying, it's not true. Truth is fact, just what it is. It's true. Fact is just what it is. It's fact. When you start putting feelings and, oh, well, this is what I, that's then it doesn't become, it's not a fact anymore. It's not a truth anymore. See, the truth stands alone, period. How you feel is your opinion. And that is where this society is societal. This whole thing about pretty privilege, period, is societal. 
if you take society out of it, you take pretty privilege out of it. This whole thing is society. Entirely. Because society has a standard of quote unquote what a white chick's supposed to look like, what a black chick's supposed to look like, and who gets what based off what society seems to think is pretty or society seems to deem okay. But again, that's still their opinion. It's not a fact, it's not an inevitable fact, period. And when people start to realize that a lot of this, these types of conversations will be null and void because you will go, okay, that's your opinion. I'm not gonna say it, folks. Okay, I don't, I might not walk in the room and turn heads. I've been told I was a funny on the dancing. I'm in high school. Dude straight up told me, oh yeah, you got one of the pretty ones on the dancing. I thought I was quite attractive. I said, what day? Yeah, you my name on the dancing for a long time. How people identified me was I was the girl with the big butt on the dancing. I wasn't the only girl on the dancing with a big butt. Granted, I was the one with the biggest, and I knew that, but that was my identification. When it came to prettiness and they were quote unquote ranking people, I was nowhere near the top. I was at the bottom. All again, but me knowing what I know, that's your opinion. Your opinion don't do nothing for me. Yeah, I might get a free drink at the club. I might not. I know it was a 50-50 chance. Period. Yes. Oh, would a guy open the door for me because I put on a little makeup one day? Yes, he would. Would a guy open the door for me one day where I look busted and disgusted like I do today? Absolutely not. I have been on both sides of this. I have been overlooked for the girl with the big boobs and, and the skinny, skinny, skinny waist. I have been on the other side. But see, the again, the point in this is this is a societal standard that people are taking and using and, and taking it into their lives and making it their end all be all, putting so much focus on this that it's allowing the, it to quote unquote ruin their life or put them in a depressive or negative state of mind where, oh, okay, well then I'm just an ugly friend. No, you're not. Because and no, I'm saying, no, you're not. Why? Because they said so? Well, I'm trying to explain to you my position, but you, I mean, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> no, because you're going to keep cutting me off because I'm going to say ahead. something that triggers you and it's going to be that. Ahead, so let's, let me go back to and finish saying what I was saying is there are the truth and facts. And again, when people say your truth, there is such a thing as your truth because you are living it. Let me, let's, let me say this about the court system for a second. And the reason I bring this up, and I'm, I'm using the specific example with a, with a Law & Order SVU episode in mind. Please don't ask me the number. But the reason I say it is because, and this is what happened in the episode. There was a, a the, at the end of it, you found out that there was this girl who didn't like this other girl who set her up to be raped, right? That's basically what happened. And so she went on this site and was like, I'm this person and this is the code word. If I really don't want it, this is the word I'll say. Now, again, she set this girl up. So this girl was never going to know the code word. So from the guy's standpoint, he's thinking his truth is I didn't rape her because she wanted this. We were on this site together. 
Her truth is I was never on this site. That's, that's facts from my side. I was never on the site. Fact from his side is, yes, you were. Her side, no, I wasn't. The ultimate truth, no, she wasn't. It was this other girl in the middle. But that's what I'm saying. People live their truth. You will have, I was not on the site. Yes, you were on the site. No, I wasn't. And again, it was a whole episode. But that truth, there's also the truth of where you are. <laughs> And when it comes to beauty or any standard, it is definitely societal. But in for that reason, it can fluctuate. So while you may be ugly in one school, you may not be in another. But the fact of how you are perceived does not change. It's about where you are. And for your example of I was the girl, that was your identifying factor, was the girl on the team with the big butt, right? Okay, that's how it was. Did the other young ladies have large derriers? Sure. Was yours the biggest? Perhaps, perhaps not. I mean, again, even if yours poked out the most, let's say, if you really took an actual measuring tape, there could have actually been someone bigger than you. And I say this because my cousin and I had this conversation many a year ago when we were talking and she's always been wide and I mean, big butt, right? And I said something to her about, we're probably about the same size. And she was like, no, 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 your butt's bigger than mine. And I was like, your hips are wider than mine. She's like, well, I'm a 40, so am I. No, you're not. Yes, I am. So we measured it out, busted it out, measuring tape, 40 is 40. We are both the same. But again, if we were going to go out, she would be known as the girl with the big butt. That is the truth of that environment. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of beauty is definitely environmental, but the truth or a fact of an environment is still valid. And you may not, again, I'm not involved in negativity. Was I ugly in school? Yeah. But I did not live my entire life in school. I had a whole dance team. Where was I ugly? Who knows? Because nobody cared. It was a bunch of girls. I went out to the movies. Did I have boyfriends? Yes. So did someone find me attractive? Yes. But again, when I say things like I was the ugly friend, that was my moniker. It's no different than I was the girl with the big butt. It just offends people more. When I say, oh, I was the ugly friend, that's what it was. Oh, Siobhan, oh, the ugly chick. When I would go out, again, if I was with my, well, depending on who I was with, I was the short friend. That was the fact. Am I the only short person in the world? Absolutely not. Was I the only short person I knew? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I was still the skinny friend. I was still the short friend. I was still the ugly friend. And the funny part again to me is only anybody ever really has an attitude or wants to be combative about the ugly one. Nobody cares if I'm like, yeah, I was the skinny friend. Oh, okay. Even though I'm not skinny now. Oh, I was the, I was the, the friend with the blonde hair. Even if my hair is not blonde now. Oh, I was the ugly friend. No, oh my God, I don't give a shit. Again, my value and self-worth is not in that. Have I been around other women who I thought were prettier than me? Of course. Have I been around other women that I thought were less attractive than me? Of course. But that does not change that in that position and in that environment, 
That is what it was. Does that mean that I carried that environment with me everywhere I went and that moniker with me everywhere I went? No. Does that, does that change that in that place? That was the truth, the fact, the belief, the statement made? No. I'm not the one offended by that. Everybody else seems to be. I, I'm not the one that when I'm like, oh yeah, I was known as the ugly friend. Oh my God, so negative, such a Debbie Downer. You're just, I'm, I'm 34 years old, y'all. Like, have I gone out in, in, my, in my adulthood and been seen in the same light? Absolutely. Do I sit in my room and cry about it? I'm sorry, I have a whole dog, I have a whole career, I have a whole life to do. So, no. So again, my thing is that it comes down to this notion of self-hate. And since, and for another one, since just on the last, since we bring in talking about guys, here's where it differ, it differs for guys. Because if a guy is like, I mean, y'all, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm ugly, yo. And I say this because I've seen this. Yo, I'm ugly, yo. I mean, all you gotta do is get some money, man. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about, it's that. I have never heard dudes be like, I mean, don't say that about yourself, bro. Like, no, bro, you can be pretty, bro. You're attractive, bro. People don't do it. They go, oh, that's how you feel? Cool. Well, you know, you can always get money. But with women, oh, no, don't say that about yourself. Oh, you feel, you know, all you gotta do is do your hair a little bit. All you gotta do is put this makeup on. We in that is another thing about society. It's not an encouragement in the same way. It's not. It's if a woman is like, yo, I'm not attracted. Even if you know, even if there are women that are just generally people go, they're not attractive. There isn't this push to go, yo, I'm just not cute. Well, girl, be, you know, be a good person and you'll buy somebody. Oh, no, worry about it. Wait, you know what? There was the ugly duckling and the pretty swan girl. You just ain't coming to yours yet. That's not really what's put out there. Whereas again, with a guy, if a guy is like, you know, I'm ugly, man. I don't know. I got a big nose. I got big lips. I got all this stuff. Like chicks ain't going to go for me. Dude, all you got to do is get money, which again speaks to what men and women that let society tell it. Men and women are supposed to value, but that's another conversation. My thing is with pretty privilege, it's more than just it's also more than just drinks at the bar because there have been entire studies done that have shown that women who are deemed to be attractive tend to get promotions, tend to get more opportunities, tend to get a lot, a lot of these things. Am I saying that it can't be done without that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Does it mean that you're going to maybe have to work harder and push harder? Yes. Probably. And I'm not saying that to be a Debbie Downer. I'm saying that as a fact. No different than, again, the black text that our parents or grandparents went through where you had to be two, three times better just to get the basic bare minimum of, because we're talking about civil rights, of a white person. It, I'm not sure, saying, bro. but that did not stop them. And I, for that, I will say to everybody out there who's like, oh, I'm not a pretty, pretty girl. Look. I've never, in this society, I ain't never been one in my life. And I've still had boyfriends. I've still had jobs. I've still gotten advancements. I've still had friends. I've still gone and traveled. I've still had great experiences. I've still lived my life. My advice to anyone would be to look at yourself and figure out how you feel about yourself. And there is nothing wrong with knowing who you are in whatever environment that you're in. 
you could be extremely considered extremely attractive in one city and not in another, in one state and not in another, in one country and not in another. It is definitely societal and it's not societal ex exclusive to America. There are all of these girls. It's funny to me because I laugh when I think of like all these girls who come here from, let's say, Brazil, right? All these quote unquote exotic girls that guys just, oh my gosh, she's exotic, she's exotic, she's exotic. Who's a plain Jane in her country? She's all that in America, but in her home country, she average, maybe below average. She ain't really, I mean, she ain't really moving much. It is definitely about perception. But I am acknowledging that pretty privilege exists, number one, that is very different for men than it is for women as far as how it's received. And I'm also acknowledging the fact that you know who you are in, every, in, in each situation and circumstance. Things change and shift. That's true. My whole point in this is playing as something. This is society. Period. Period. I'm sorry that people experience the stuff they experience and all of that, but it's societal. And unfortunately, this is the society that we live in. So what you can't do the same way you can't sit here and bank off of racism and God knows there's so many levels and layers to that. So it's ridiculous. But you cannot be so focused on it where it starts to affect your life where you're not living. And that's my point. Listening to this young lady, she literally said she doesn't hang out with her more attractive friends because of this. She's given up on dating because of this. Like, baby girl, you are look like, what? How, how could you? That's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. You need to go get help. Because that should not, because you don't have quote unquote pretty privilege, now you don't leave the house? But, that's an, that's an unhealthy extreme. And that's my point in that. That is an extremely unhealthy extreme. And yes, I, yes, I know men's pretty privilege, quote unquote, is completely different from a woman. But it still exists. Absolutely, we are in agreement to that. But as far as you said something about acknowledging who you are in the environment that you're in. I don't agree with that. I don't. Because I don't care what environment I'm in. It can be 20 supermodels. And this is somebody who has been in shoot, God knows how many shootouts, surrounded with the Instagram models and all like all of that. I'm short too. We the same height. I'm 5'3". Same height as you. All, like all of that. And seeing girls more attractive, like the whole quote unquote, like you said, exotic, and been in places where photographers will actually have choices between choosing this person and that person. Did I know that according to society, I wouldn't be one picked? Yes, not off the break, but I also knew according to me, I would be picked, period. And that's what I'm saying, like, knowing who you are in those environments. Okay, yeah, I know I might not be the most attractive, but how do you know that same pretty girl who you sitting there thinking, oh, that girl is prettier than I am, maybe looking at you saying the exact same thing. And in that, and that's my point in this. So both of y'all sitting here looking at each other thinking the same thing about one another. 
oh, she pretty to me. Oh, she this. So you can't say know who you are in the environment because you don't know what anybody is thinking of you. You don't. Don't sit here and assume either. Recognize society is society, period. Stop banking on society. Stop banking on those standards. Stop. Because you're going to leave for disappointment. Period. Society, excuse my French, shit. They're wavery. They don't know up from down. They don't know right from left. So why would you let something like that that's so wavery and, and so shaky determine or, or allow you to quote-unquote recognize who you are in a room? What? That doesn't make sense to me. When I say know who you are in an environment, I'm not talking about assumptions per se. What I'm saying is the environment I was in, no assumptions needed to be made. It was very clear, very stated, very vocal, very verbal. So when I say that, but I will also say, I'm not saying to know who you are in an environment and let it, let it drown you. I'm not saying to let it pull you down. I'm saying to really know who you are in an environment, be aware of your environment. I'm not saying don't carry you as you do, but it is important to have an idea of where you are, who you are in an environment. Because again, speaking of racism, there are certain places in the area that I live that Bufren should not go. So again, knowing who you are in an environment can sometimes save your life. That is what it is. But what I'm saying when I say know who you are in an environment was that if you are in, for example, speaking of the young lady, one of the comments in there was like, if you feel if maybe the men in your area don't find you attractive, if this is a common regular thing, then maybe somebody was like, well, why don't you go to, and I'm not going to say the state, but it was like, go to this other place because women who look like you are more accepted here. If you know that where you are, and I'm saying this not not know your environment because you walked into a, a shootout for 20 minutes. I'm saying if you've been in a place for some years, for some time, and you've been in different environments within that environment, let's say we're talking a city, you've been to different clubs, you've been to different bookstores, you've been to different libraries, you've been around this city because every city, every place, every state has a culture. And if you do not fit into that culture standard of beauty, and that could be down to a city, then know that, but you don't have to know that and stay, but you can be aware of, okay, you know what? Mm. So if she's like, I'm not going to date here because I, I'm not dating anymore because I, maybe it's, I, I don't know her reasons. Again, I only saw one video and y'all saw this two months ago, but if she's like, I dated where I am and I'm done dating because these men here aren't interested in me, that may be facts. I, I don't know where you are. That could damn well be true that instead of setting yourself up for disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, self-preservation is like, stop doing the uh, same know, thing repeatedly that. and expecting to change, baby. You, you oh. cut that out. So right. I'm saying to me, if she's, I'm not saying that her being like, yo, I'm not dating. It's her not living because I'm, a t and I say this with a big hand raise y'all. I hate dating. I don't do it. I've never enjoyed it. I don't care if I was in a place where people thought I was cute or thought I was ugly. I don't like getting to know people. I don't want to figure out who you are, who your mama is, what your problems are, what your, what your uh, idiosyncrasies are. I don't want to do it. I don't care. I don't like yeah. dating. I don't like dating. 
there was a time in high school when my mother can attest this where I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm done dating. I'm done. I'm done. It had nothing to do with ugly detriment or pretty privilege. It had nothing to do with that. It was, I'm tired of this foolishness. I'm not doing it. So that may not be you not living your life. If you're like, yo, this, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. Now the whole not hanging with your pretty friends or the friends that you feel are pretty. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You could tell in her comments, speaking directly to that, you can tell in her comments. And if you listen to the entire thing, she is making, she is making statements that are, that's literally saying that's stopping her. I'm not going out with this group of friends. I won't do this. I will because this, I just stay in the house. But she's not living her life. If if what she's saying is true, there's nothing that she can tell me about her that she's living her life. I'm sorry, she's not. Because if she was, then she wouldn't sound depressed. She wouldn't sound dead. Like, ever, if you watch the whole thing, you will see what I'm talking about. Baby girl, if the society is going to influence you that much, Go get some help. And I'm not discrediting that for this one person, but I'm not I'm not speaking specifically to this one young lady. I'm speaking pretty privilege as a whole. I'm not going to take one person's experience, especially one that I don't know the ins, outs, details of, and have a whole conversation about what she needs to do with her life and how miserable she is and, and then attribute that to millions of other people. No, I'm talking pretty privilege in a whole. If you are letting things, society and any, if you are letting anything completely restrict you from living your life, then, then you need to figure that out. Yes. You need to go get help. But for me, for if she's like, yo, I'm just not chilling with my pretty friends. If she was like, I'm not chilling with these six, six chicks because I'm just not doing it but I'll go hang out with these four over here because they're more on my my level attractive-wise and I might have a shot out in these streets. Do you, do you, do you? Because I'm going to be a hundred and a thousand percent honest. There were times I did not want to go out with Eureka, period. I don't always want to put myself or didn't always want to put myself in a position to constantly be looked over, especially with the childhood and experiences that I had. Who wants to set themselves up for that? Nobody. So did I never hang out with Eric? Of course not. Of course not. It's my sister. I'm chill with you. But were there times when I was like, I don't feel like it today. Yes. Why? Because you still need to take care of your mental health. Do you need to go out with your, your cute friends every weekend? No. But if you like, I don't, my issue with that would be that you're not going out with anybody that you're literally like, yo, I'm just going to stay in the house. Cause that's just not healthy. That's just not healthy. But if you're like, yo, I'm not hanging out with Samantha and Lisa anymore because when we go out, I might go get coffee with them, but I'm not like going to the club with them because I don't like the way I feel when I leave the club with them. Valid. Valid. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, no, you need to go hang out with your pretty friends anyway, even though you know what's going to happen. Because, again, life is about patterns. They don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. See, and that's what I'm saying. That you don't know what's going to happen because she kept. Like, oh, I never get looked at from across the room and somebody say, you know, I knew when I met you, you were the woman of my dreams. I, I, girl, do you know how, how fantasized you you think about something on the movie? Like, well, yeah, that's I, definitely you get realistic. That's this what I'm is, saying. But the and reason, I feel like, the reason I say what you know will happen is because some of that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you do know what's going to happen because you're, go you're already going into it in an unhealthy place. 
that's why I'm like, yo, you know, you do know, because if nothing else, it would be self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if you're already going in there, like, I really don't want to be with Samantha and Gina. I'll never have a good time. And they always get all these attention and He's I don't get any attention. It's going to be that. So don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you don't know what happened because life could happen in this. And yes, but you also do know if you go out with these people and that going out with them makes you feel this way, how yeah, that probably is going to end. Then don't. I'm not. I, that's that's what I'm saying. Right. But what to me that sounds like is you're validating not having people who are attractive as your friend. Because if, if I'm an attractive friend and I notice that you don't want to go out with me, eventually that's going to damper our friendship. You get what I'm saying? So am I really your friend? Am I? Am I really your friend? You don't want to go, you don't want to hang out with me? You can still be my friend if I don't want to go to the club. Well, I say to club. But this is why I'm saying, though, for the young lady specifically, if we're talking about they get hollered at and people tell them this, that, and the third, there's other, this is why I say with stuff and stories and why I don't like using other people as example, I don't know your details. Because my question, I then have questions that are not answered. Where are you going? Because if you're like, yo, every time we go out, are y'all going to the coffee shop? Because I, I tend to doubt it. Are you going to the coffee shop? Are you going to the library? Are y'all going to the mall? Are you going to the club? Are you going to a bar? Where are you going? Because that does make a difference. It makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, this, she gave a few different examples. Again, this I have No, no, I get what I'm saying. She gave a few different examples. But as far as privilege, pretty privilege goes, I am saying this. Pretty privilege, yes, it's real. Pretty privilege freaking sucks, period. And, and I'm going to be honest, as someone who's been on the other side, as a quote-unquote pretty girl, it's not all is cracked up to be. It's not. Yes, I can have somebody give me a drink, but now I got to dis- deal with this person might want to come over here and have a conversation with me. I don't want to talk to you. Thank you for the drink. I didn't even ask for the drink. Forever, I could have got my own daggone drink. What about that? Oh, but no, 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 no. I'm so busy being a Debbie Downer because I'm the ugly friend that you're not thinking about the other side to this. It's two sides to this, baby. It's two sides. Oh, pretty parents. Now I always, I can't walk out the house without being hooped and hollered at. I don't want to have to go through that. I mean, I'm aware of that. But, but that's what I'm saying. The pretty girls don't have no whole bunch. Yes, okay, we get a we get a door open for us. Yes. Now, will it get you a promotion? Possibly. Absolutely. People are always going for something that's easy on the eyes. But at the same time, they might not think you did just that intelligent. That's where the whole blonde, blonde versus brunette thing. All of this is society. Yes. All of this is, to be honest with you, preference. So, all I'm saying is, cut the shit. Get over it. Get something about yourself, period. And stop letting that dictate your movement. Because that's what is to everyone you talk, when I listen to her, that's what it was. That's the only issue I had. She is letting, quote unquote, pretty privilege, or when people who don't experience the pretty side of pretty privilege, let it dictate their life, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's also a problem with the people on the pretty side. Let that dictate their life. These dang little sugar babies. Baby girl, looks, 
they, they don't stay. They don't stay. Time is everybody's enemy, okay? Gravity is no one's friend. So let's get, let's not get it twisted. That's why you may have girls who have experienced pretty privileged who later on in life is going through depression because everything not sitting up and tucked up and distanced than the other. Now the skin, because they use uh, sunblock, they got blotches on their skin. Now here you are, the quote unquote, ugly girl. Now here you are glossing it. And she's sitting here looking at you like, oh, well, dang. So that's, that's my point. There are two sides to this mirror. There are two sides. I need for everyone to be freaking realistic. Like, that's my problem with pretty privilege. Let's be realistic. Pretty privilege is an unrealistic fantasy that society has put out there that y'all sitting here let not, not you. I'm not saying you should <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm about to say, I've been securing straight with me for like 25 years. I'm chilling. No, when I say y'all, I was like, wait, not, not, not like you. I'm not like saying you. But that y'all, quote unquote, audience is letting dictate how you move. No. No. And that's my point. Don't let, quote unquote, pretty privilege dictate how you move in life. Period. I mean, I'm just like, can I go I mean, I don't, listen, I'm not, I'm going to say this not as hostile. I wish I had a transcript of everything she said because I agree with it. I just wouldn't say it in that tone. Like, that was real hostile. So I'm going to say this, guys. We're, we're not as far off the, I think we're still Malcolm and, and Martin. I'm just, Malcolm. You real loud, you real Genghis about it though. Like, I am. So again, I Genghis, am. I can't say Gandhi because he was a racist. I'm gonna find somebody <laughs> else more peaceful. He was. I'm gonna find somebody else more peaceful. He was real anti-black. I'm gonna find somebody who else was peaceful. Um, Genghis and who's the Dalai Lama. So listen, I'm gonna just assume that he's not a racist. I hope you're not anti-black Dalai Lama because I don't got no, I mean, I don't want to keep using Martin, guys. There got to be other peaceful people in the world. God, so I'm gonna say this. Um, I agree with that. And as someone who was who was the ugly friend and the short friend and the skinny friend, um, I'm cute now, okay? I'm still, I'm, I'm still short, guys. I'm still short. So am I. And um, I'm I'm not skinny anymore. <laughs> so, Me neither. <laughs> so so I also will say that you know things change over time. Um, and if Gravity, you are if you are going time. through an awkward phase, there's nothing wrong with it because you know I look back on my pictures and I'm like that wasn't a good time when they were calling me ugly. I don't really disagree. It wasn't a good time for me. It wasn't uh -uh. a good season. It wasn't a good season. Listen, I can look back on who I was in those pictures from like, well, not second grade. Y'all was haters. I can look back on pictures from about fourth, fifth, sixth, and part of seventh and agree with y'all. Those just weren't my four good years, okay? I didn't have a good four years. So I was the ugly friend. And I think maybe that's part of why I own it. I'm not offended by it. It wasn't a good time. Okay, that was my ugly duckling face. Damn it. I didn't really get to a, a swan, but I'm a nice goose, you know? Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'm saying this to y'all because I agree with what she said. You cannot let that dictate your life. 
even as a child, I didn't let it dictate my life. Did it hurt? Yes. Yes. Was it unfortunate? Absolutely. Did it follow me? Yes. Do scars still happen? Yes. But you know what, guys? I'm going to Comic-Con this weekend, and I'm going to wear Jade outfit from mk9 which would let you know that i'm not skinny because baby i can feel that thing out hey okay and i'm gonna be cute this weekend and i guess that's my that's my thing to you and what i would tell the young lady on 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 youtube be cute for you and now i will also say i don't live where i used to <laughs> i don't live there i don't live where i used to and i'll also say that the person the place i was before i moved here a hot ghetto trash mess. I'm not gonna shout out the city. <laughs> a hot ghetto trash mess. I wasn't really considered attractive there either. And you know what? I thank God for it because them dudes. Look, sometimes it's a blessing. Them I'm dudes ain't, ain't about life. And let me tell you something else about the city I used to live in. And I know this is a whole tangent, but I, I want to. I'm saying this for a purpose to all of my fellow, to my fellow ducks out there. I won't, you know, all my fellow ducks. I'm gonna tell you, my ducks turning geese. I'm, I'm got something for you. Listen, it doesn't matter even if you have pretty privilege or not, if you are not valued. Because I've had pretty friends who I've heard horror stories. Let me tell you, let me tell you guys, let me tell you. I've had pretty friends that I've heard horror stories about. Horror stories, horror stories. I know really pretty girls with like a whole bunch of kids by a whole bunch of dudes that I'm like, really because they don't have the confidence or the self-love or the self-esteem that you cannot get from physicality you cannot get that you got to have your own self-validation people like that that i will say okay acknowledging who you are in a certain environment and being aware of your environment and where you are. And I mean, knowing it, I'm not saying you walked into a room and you like, I didn't turn anybody head. I'm not moving anybody in here. No, there's also nowadays this whole thing where dudes just refuse to approach females pretty or ugly anyway. Period. So really guys, I, I can't help. You're looking for a dude to come to you. Good luck. Just because culturally they've decided that they on that MGTOW men going their own damn way bullshit or whatever. So they not, they not. But again, you have to value you first. And that that's regardless if you're pretty or you ugly. Because a lot of pretty girls are stupid. Okay. <laughs> a lot of ugly girls are stupid. A lot of girls are just stupid. A lot of pretty girls can be smart. A lot of ugly girls can be smart. You have to bring more to the table. And I really, I really mean this because I've known so many, especially in the city I used to live in, so many pretty girls, so many bad situations, whether in abuse or whatever, because they still let men tell them they weren't pretty. And they gorgeous, damn it. So it is definitely a societal thing. And it's also a you thing. And I'm not saying confidence can, can sway everybody. But what I will say is even when, even when I didn't like myself, as far as how I looked, I always respected myself. And that I think is the biggest thing that I will say to anybody in this pretty privileged thing, whether you're pretty or ugly, always respect yourself because you can be an ugly chick out here with seven baby fathers. You can be a pretty chick out here with seven baby fathers. You can be an ugly chick out here getting beat up by your boyfriend. You can be a pretty chick out here getting beat up by your boyfriend. You have to respect you people and yes do not let society's perception of you keep you from from living your life truly to the fullest you don't somebody doesn't think you're cute let i can't stress this enough 
especially to my fellow black women. I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you, let God tell me to tell, tell this to somebody, okay? Let me let me tell you, I'm about to school somebody. This is not where you are, is not the only place. Whatever city you in, it's not the only city. Whatever state you're in, it's not the only state. You don't feel like America doing it for you. Let me tell you, baby, I can't tell you the amount right now, but it's over 40 countries in this world. That's a low ball because I know it's in like the hundreds, but I don't know the exact number, okay? You will be surprised and you will be surprised by people who find you attractive. And I know that I'm rambling, but I really mm-hmm. want y'all to understand this. I really You're not. You're want not. people to understand this because I remember the first boyfriend I had that I thought looked like something. Because the first couple boyfriends I had, I was like, eh, there, I, I wasn't really moved. I remember the first boyfriend I had that I actually, I actually thought looked like something. And I will never forget when he introduced me to his mother and was like, my, isn't she gorgeous? And I literally looked at him like, oh my God, you really talking about me? You really feel that? I feel that in your whole spirit because you said that with like such pride. Like you literally had your arm around me. You are proud right now when this small, because his mom worked at H&M. You are proud right now when this small. You never know. You never know. And so don't, don't, don't cut your life short because of other people. Pretty privilege is real. It exists. But there are workarounds around it. The same way that racism is real, it exists. But there are workarounds around it. Sexism, good God, exists. But there are workarounds around it. Anti-Blackness, because that's a whole different thing somewhat than racism. Anti-Blackness exists. But there are ways and workarounds around it. There is so much that you can contribute to this world that has nothing to do with how you look. Because as Michelle said, time, anyway. Gravity, anyway. You're not going to be 24 forever. You're not going to be 34 forever. And you shouldn't be 34 trying to be 24 anyway. You Be confident in you. Be, be respectful of you. If you don't do anything else, be respectful of you. That's, that's, I guess that's my point. That's my ramble. I rambled to say that, to come back to that. So I think Malcolm has rubbed off on. No, because I didn't yell and scream. See, y'all, I was very passionate, but I said it in this tone. See, this is the tone of um, the Dalai Lama. That was the tone of Genghis on that side. I wasn't going to yell at y'all like that and tell y'all, period. You know what I'm saying? Get it together, bitch, period. Because you ain't, period. I ain't saying that, You need to get it together. Y'all, I'm saying society's an issue, period. I'm not going to come at y'all like that. I'm going to just say about this only because everybody does not respond to nice home. Some people, it's like kids. It's a learning curve. Some people can learn from you. Listen, usually I'm Genghis. I'm, and, and it might be because I'm raising girls. You Maybe know that's, that's what it is. This could be a big, tr- bigger trigger for you than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. Because I'm raising girls. And, and, and I don't know. And, and the and mama came out because usually I'm the Genghis for real. Usually I'm like, shut <laughs> up, Transformers, <laughs> a- Avengers Assemble. That's usually me. But today you came real Black Panther to challenge. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Captain America, this your movie? I don't care. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to come at y'all like that. I'm not going to come at y'all like that. I mean, and I tell you this, I say this all in love. Please understand that my heart is not hearted. This is just something that sometimes, like I said, I feel like you just got to cut the shit and get straight to it. Like, let me just tell you what it is. Period. You might not like my deliverance. And if you don't, guess what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I am. I get it from my daddy. I'm a daddy's girl. 
Um, you know what? And that's where but, I get my gang is from my daddy, and I'm damn sure not a daddy's girl, but yeah. So I mean, look, and that's another thing. Pretty privilege also has to do with jeans. <laughs> Some people might start off pretty, and the older they get, you be like, oh, that's called genetics. So again, it's so many factors to this, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't get hung up on pretty privilege. I think that's just overall what we're saying. Yes, it's real. We acknowledge it. But let's move on. It's superficial. And cheers to that. <laughs> so, Siobhan, whew, tell us, how, how did your uh, wine tell concoction? <laughs> Give us your rating. You know what? This is actually good. And I think it's because I didn't pour too much Pinot Noir, although I'm curious if I would have poured a little bit more because technically the Bordeaux was a semi-sweet, but that I think adding it to the Prosecco made it sweeter. So I probably needed more Pinot Noir, but I was just scared, y'all. I was scared of that Pinot Noir. I mean, it's a it's a cocktail too. Sometimes, you know, just a little bit of one, too much of one thing you can mess up the And that's thing. what I was scared so. of. So I didn't want, I poured it until I did a little dupe dupe until I was like, okay, that's a pink. We'll do a little we'll color the rims and so um colorism and wine see i tell you it just translates everywhere <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i i'm not gonna say it I, God, yo that was the set that was the setup y'all y'all should applaud me for not walking into that because god knows we were gonna lose some listeners of what i was about to say um oh. <laughs> yeah so it wasn't bad i feel like i gotta call i'm gonna call it my, my horoscope rosé and the reason i'm gonna call that concoction a horoscope rosé is because the glass i have in says my horoscope said this would happen <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so i'm gonna call okay. that a horoscope rosé because of glass <laughs> but it was good actually you know what i would give that i would give that a four and oh, wow. I, think, okay. I think it's holding because the Prosecco, I really, I maybe one more hit of the Pinot Noir, but it's mm-hmm. definitely, you know, and it's, it's, it's the holiday season and well, Halloween was around, it's around here. And so, you it's know, it's November, it's the holiday season. It's the holidays. Thanksgiving will be here before we know. Well, I was thinking about, you know, Halloween because it was pink and I was going to say like, you know, a nice little Halloween concoction, but you, you can do it for Christmas. You know what? You could probably do that for Christmas because the Prosecco situation, mm-hmm. celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a four. Uh, okay, that was just the long roundabout way of saying four. Okay, don't judge us. I know you're this not talking because yo, yo, you're, you're. Hold up. I said don't judge us. Oh, okay, because your wine ratings, you be here, yes. there, everywhere, all back everywhere and forth. Before I get to the point, I know. I said us. I did not exclude me. Oh, <laughs> y'all, we triggered. I will also say that I have a light buzz. So you looking for something that's, and I didn't, and Michelle can says I didn't have a lot in this glass. Like it was literally like you maybe eight ounces. It not. wasn't a lot. I don't know if a wine tail is the best thing to do, guys. Because I was feeling nice off the Prosecco the last time I had it. But that Prosecco yeah. Bordeaux and Pinot Noir mix, boy. <laughs> You don't need too many, <laughs> or you're gonna be having a different type of holiday. Okay, and that's well, <laughs> well, all right. Um, so for my 19 crimes, Cali Rose Rose, actually, this one was decent. 
Okay. Um, most rosés are really, really sweet. This one was not that sweet. This was nice. I will give this a, a 3.5 because I can't give it a 4. If I could give it a 3.75, then I would. But a 3.5 because we don't do 7.5s. Um, and to me, this was a better rosé than most um, that I've had before. And I'm not a big rosé drinker. So, Snoop, you, you, you held me down today. I had to pour. I had to re-up a few times during the course of this conversation. And you helped me a little bit. So he helped my gangster. Was it a so dry or a semi-sweet? Or a I don't know. You know Snoop be talking about himself on the back of these things. Well, you drank it. So I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, I thought you meant like a quarter to the bottom. No, you drank um, the thing. It's just, I would say it's a semi-sweet. It's not, it's not real sweet. All right. It's not real sweet. So that's my rating on this. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, it yep, it has absolutely nothing on the black that would describe this wine. So, oh, Snoop, that that's the Put details about the wine and not yourself on the back. That's conceited as hell, man. <laughs> but I can dig it. Uh, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another wonderful, exciting, triggering episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Sae Michelle. And Siobhan Camille, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, goodness. Be sure. Comment below. Let us know your pretty privileged experience. Do you believe that it's real or not? Yes, it is real, whether you believe it or not. But still, we want to hear from you. Let us know. We can continue this conversation. We love having healthy debates, which is exactly what this is. Um, and we leave space for it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at a little something, the number two. Wine about. Again, that's a little something, the number two wine about and as always there's nothing wrong with a little wine Toodles.